Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Thank you so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our very special co-host, Carol Zerniel. We're going to be talking with an amazing guest today about an important topic, a positive approach to care. Carol Zerniel, as many of you may know, is the executive director of the WellMed Chevrolet Foundation. She's nationally recognized for her work in gerontology, named one of the nation's top 50 influencers in aging by Next Avenue. She also holds a master's degree in social gerontology, in nearly 30 years of work in the field of aging. And Carol, how important a topic could this be, the positivity of approaching care? You know, it's so important. And, and some of us get lost along the way on caregiving, right? We get lost uh, thinking about the positive because we're so overwhelmed with the doing. And so um, Tipa Snow is an expert in this area, and we're so thrilled to have her on the show today. Oh, thanks is, for the opportunity. Uh, yeah, well, we're oh. we're one, we're delighted to have you here. Let me do a little introduction, so oh, okay, folks, right. uh, well, the yeah. two listeners okay. who don't know who you are will now be filled in. Uh, Tipa is an occupational therapist by trade. Her experience in neurological impairment care spans both her personal and professional worlds. Early in her life, her grandfather moved into her family's house due to the changing abilities he faced. Later on, she helped provide support for other family members and various forms of brain change. And the story goes on. Today, she trains and travels around with strategies and interaction techniques used throughout the world to improve communication, engagement, and quality of the care for people living with brain change and those providing support and care. And Tifa Snow, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with y'all. I love that term brain change. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what do you mean by that? Well, in the world that I live in, people talk about uh, we're, we're losing her. She's lost capacity. She doesn't remember. She can't do this. He doesn't do that. Well, he used to, but he can't. And what we focus on, okay, so he's not able to do something. What is he doing? What is she able to do? What is possible? Because I can't fix what's going wrong. What we can look at is, though, is how is what we're doing and what the person's doing working or maybe not working so well, and we can do something about that. That's a twist on the glass is half full and half empty. Mm -hmm. It is half. What are you going to do about it? You know, and when it gets even more, it's three quarters and a quarter. It's it's like almost, almost empty, but there's still something in there. Well, you've got something in there. What are you going to do with that? Because you could grieve the loss of what isn't there. And that's important to go find time and space to do it. But when you're with me, I'm here. So how will we be together? What are we going to do together? Because it's your life and my life. And if we can't find moments of joy in it, um, it gets to be a lot of time together that we're not having a good time. And that's, oh, that's devastating for everybody. Carol, what do you hear when you hear that? Well, I mean, I th- I think that that's that's also a topic that people don't identify with caregiving, having a good time. 
Um, you know, like we're not supposed to have a good time. It's like uh, the reason that we try to put fun in with Alzheimer's care. We should be having fun along the way. There are funny things that happen. Yeah, and we have some choices to look at what happens. So if I, if I've done something and I and I've um, taken, let's say, oh, a denture adhesive, and unfortunately the tube that it was in looked a whole lot like uh, what I use as hand cream. And so I squirted a whole lot of it in my hand and I am rubbing and it's just not working very well. And you were to walk in, what do you think your your first initial sort of thing would be if I had stuff and my hands have stuff and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. What do you think you'd do, Carol, just right off the top without thinking? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm probably, I'm A, I, I probably would go, oh, my goodness, and try to clean you up. Look what you've done. Yeah. Well, in the most common statement is, what are you doing, Tipa? What are you doing? Like, I did it on purpose. And now, you know, it's like, oh, instead of going, wow. So try that word. Try the word, wow. Go, wow. Wow. That's wow. That's a lot of stuff on your hands. That is a lot of stuff. <laughs> as soon as you can let yourself breathe out and go, wow, and see the amazing episode for what it is, it's a wow moment. <laughs> it gives you that opportunity to get your brain ready for the hard work because all of a sudden you're going, wow, I bet she thought that was something it wasn't. Wow, this is going to be interesting. Now, how do you get denture cream off somebody's hands? This is going to be an adventure. First, you have to get the hands apart. <laughs> yeah, and if you had really good denture cream, you know, <laughs> one of the things you want to do is, you know, you got to read the label. And the, green, the label says dry. You want it dry because it sticks better when it's dry. So what does that tell you right away as a possibility? Water. Wash it off. Yes. So let's get in a thing of water. Let's go to the kitchen and get in the sink with our hands and see what happens. Let's just start there. Well, you know, the good news is they're not touching a whole bunch of stuff along the way. And it's you know, not life-threatening. And it is. It, it's sort of a, huh, what did I learn? So Don't can, leave the denture cream out. <laughs> can we teach people to see the to see the funny part, to mm -hmm. say the wow, can we teach them that? It actually does work. So I usually have to start with whoa, though. So go ahead and try whoa. 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 Now, that's the first one that will be easier for you because your brain goes whoa, like whoa, horse, whoa. And what I'm really trying to get carers to do is pause, pause. Whoa, pull back on your reins, girl. I need you to pause because... What's happening here is not a drama or a trauma. It's an event, an opportunity, not what you planned. And so, yes, it's going to take time. But if you're really going into that time with, oh, why do you do this? You drive me crazy. I can guarantee you our time together will not be a good time together for either of us. And yet that's often the spontaneous reaction mm -hmm. on the part of people. Yeah, because we don't like getting surprised with stuff that isn't fun. <laughs> and then the line, why are you doing this to me? Right, exactly. What are you doing to me? What did, you know, why would you do something like that? And, and then, of course, if you could see inside my brain, you would go, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Deteriorating, deteriorating uh, 
neurons that that's that's it oh yeah that's it but because it's invisible and what is visible surprises us and reminds us maybe of um, what we might see someone do who's much younger with much less imp oh, impulse control. Mm, yeah, there's that too. So we better have some. <laughs> and one of the challenges, of course, is as we begin that caregiving journey, uh, many of us haven't had the advantage of experience as a caregiver. Yeah. And so uh, many- it's often a big surprise. Well, it's working blind. I mean, we we expect folks to to take this up and get good at it just by have by virtue of maybe being a parent. I I, I don't know. I mean, we're counting on something, and you're going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Carol just sent me a note. If you hear a dog barking, it is a dog barking, and I apologize. <laughs> it is Lucy asking for something. Oh, so that, well, you're ignoring her. In the in the world of, <laughs> of, of radio and podcasts, you just never know. Well, it's another example of dogs could only talk. Well, maybe she is, and you're not listening. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and, and that gets back to positive caregiving, uh, the kind of interaction and communication uh, that you have to learn in some cases. Do you not keep a... Uh, to interpret what's being said to you. Yeah. So if I were to say to you, listen, I, I, I need to get home. Come on, get me out of here. I want to go home. And the reality is I'm standing in a house I've lived in for 40 years. What's the automatic reflexive answer to that without thinking, do you think? Well, you are home. This is your home. Uh-huh. If I knew that, would I be making this statement? Probably not. Probably not. So the hard part, again, is, whoa, huh, you're wanting to go home. So the first thing is just acknowledge the message. You want to go home. Tell me about your home. Or do you need to do something there? You just want to get out of here. Or you want to go home. Ooh, is there somebody there you're looking for? In other words, acknowledge the message you're getting before you try to solve the problem. Yeah, now, let and, me answer and, a let me answer a question that some of our listeners may be asking: Who are you, and what are you talking about? Well, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host Carol Zernio, and we're talking with Tipa Snow about how to do positive aspect in caregiving. And uh, Tipa, you do a lot of training. You talk to a whole lot of folks. And the point you just raised about I want to go home, uh, I hear that repeated over and over again. Uh, from caregivers. Right. Well, you know, the the idea of trying to interpret what somebody is saying, that seems like it's really obvious. My mother-in-law had Alzheimer's, and this is back when I was young, before I knew anything about anything. And we went to her house, and the whole living room was full of baby toys and diapers and bottles and everything. And she was in her late 60s. And we walked in the door, and we said, wow, that's an awful lot Good. of stuff in Good here. Good job. Good job. I remember wow. that. And she patted her stomach. She said, well, I'm going to have 65 babies. <gasps> wow. we didn't read, you know, we didn't know what that meant. And I felt so badly because it turns out she had gallstones. Uh-huh. She felt something. She knew it was inside. She was comparing it to somebody else. And we didn't ask enough questions. And so she had to go through several weeks of discomfort before we finally, like, the light went on. This is a real something. 
Yeah. And so I actually had so many people who were going to have babies and it meant they were really constipated or impacted and they needed to go to the bathroom and their brain was feeling that sensation. So yeah, right ballpark, different game. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but the idea is that there's something going on and if somebody can't communicate to us what it Get is that they're feeling, yeah. you really do have to stay curious and you do yeah. need to ask some questions. All right, we're going to have those babies in a minute. Hold on. You're listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zernio. We're talking with Tifa Snow, and we will continue that conversation right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. We're talking about positives in caregiving. I'm Ron Aaron, along with her co-host, Carol Zernio, and we're talking with Tifa Snow, who is nationally known for her work in providing help, support, and actually education for caregivers and delivering positivity in their caregiving journey. And Tifa, talk to us about your own journey. You had mentioned that you have faced challenges in your own life. Yeah, um, having people I care about deeply developing dementia and sometimes doing things that are like, whoa, all right now, um, there is that moment where the answer I want to be able to offer is we can fix this when really we're in a real difficult situation. We've got to face some really hard choices. And so would you, is it more like this or like that? And it's called making a choice out of both are like yucky choices, but the opportunity to make a choice, that's what's positive. The fact that I'm still offering you this or that. I know you don't like either one, but we got to pick one of these. And and that ability to set it up as still giving you power to choose, even if it's so you got to shift off your back because you've been on it a long time. So do you want to lay on your other side or you just do you want me to just give you a massage while you're on your side for a bit and then you can roll back i don't want to move i know i know we got to get off your back though so which one are we going to do and it's that idea you know i can't give you full choice because you would just stay where you are and cause harm to yourself and and that's not okay and i know what i'm going to do is uncomfortable but the only way through this is with you and and getting through it together. And um, that power to have a sense that I get a choice makes a difference for folks, I think. How did you learn about choices? Mm. Um, Not offering them was a bad idea and bad outcomes. My grandma did not like when I was trying to hold her in the shower and use a washcloth to get her clean because she wasn't taking shower. She wasn't washing up. And she grabbed the washcloth and um, managed to show me how it could be applied as a whip. <laughs> and she was making a choice of, and I never 
held her in the shower again and instead said, how about if we wash up at the sink? Um, it was a better choice for us, you know, and it took a while for my brain because I was real young. I was only 18 at the time. I wasn't I wasn't trained. Nobody trained us back then. But I did learn something, which is she's still my grandma. And you don't do that to your grandma and expect things to go well. Well, and I think a lot of caregivers fall into the I, I've got to be in charge, mm-hmm. which they equate with being in control. And so, you know, I always love the the person that would come into the uh, Alzheimer's day room with, you know, the hair slightly askew and two different socks on. But the caregiver was a happy go, you know, la, 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 I'm going to go do something fun versus the one where they're immaculately dressed, looking like they're ready for church. And the caregiver is tight and stressed and everything's still going to be perfect. Yeah. And it's like, who is this for? And what are we doing with the time we have? And so those moments of, you know, like, I'd rather sing something with somebody than try to make them do something. And if we sing, then maybe we'll talk or maybe we'll eat or maybe we'll walk. So find my entry point. And that with with care is one of the things I learned is like, you got to start where somebody is. You can't push them to where you want them and have a good, positive care relationship with them. Um, it turns out they don't like you very much. <laughs> and, and as you make these choices and offer these choices, uh, is there some guidance you can give caregivers on mm. direction they should go? Yeah, it, it works, tends to work best when somebody's a little stressed to go, would you rather do this or that? Or how about this or something else? And one of my things is I often hold the item or the object or the choice. If it's play bingo, I'll hold a bingo chip up or a card up. Or would you rather like go for a walk and I'll hold the coat up? So that there's visual cueing that goes with the words in case the words aren't making sense, the object or the thing that I'm showing them might make sense. And so even without a lot of ability, they can let me know this or that or, oh, I don't know. And I'll say, well, let's try this. Okay, we'll try it. So so I'm hearing you say choice. I'm Mm -hmm. hearing you say stay curious uh, Mm -hmm. and and that communication, right? What are they really trying to tell you? And then I'm also hearing you say, um, find that entry point, which I love. I, I, I hadn't really thought about that, but that entry point, that something that they will do. And if you can get them to do that, that's that forward momentum to do something else that you need to do. Yeah. And so if I start the interaction with, oh, Carol, Yes. Almost invariably, (laughs) if I'll hold the pause, if I hold the pause, it's almost impossible if you heard me not to go, yeah, or what? So that was an invitation, and I had to hold the space, and I had to allow your brain to go get curious about me. And then I went, I have a favor to ask of you. Oh, what is it? Yeah. Now, see, that's me offering you power. I have a favor to ask of you. You have you have something that I could use. And I say, I need your opinion. Oh, on what? Come here. Let me show you. And now you're up out of the chair going down the hall. And we're going to look and see whether I need to clean this mirror. And, oh, while we're here, why don't you go ahead and use the bathroom? Because we're, you know, before we go back down the hall. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Excellent leading. Yes. Leading the witness. Excellent. (laughs) 
if we could continue down that path, because this is so instructive to folks, uh, what about getting out to a doctor's appointment for an event or uh, something that you've got to do out of the house where uh, some folks just don't want to leave their house? Yeah, so this gets a little tricky because what I have to do is look at your watch and go, okay, double the time. I want to double the available time before the event. So my crisis moment doesn't come of like, we're going to be late. We're going to be late because that'll put my stress button on. And then I'll start demonstrating. Come on, just stand up. Could you stand up? Come on, let's go. Oh, hey, Ron. What? Yes. What, what yeah, can see I do? It. There it goes again. Hello. Hey, Ron. <laughs> Would I need you to come look at the car for a second? I want you to I want you to tell me something about this because you're better at this than me. Tell you what, grab your coat and let's let's go. I want to I want you I could use your help on this because I I'm having some issues with the car and and doing something. Come on, hop in. I want you to watch me while I do this. Well, just give me the car keys and I'll drive. You know what? I need you to tell me how to go somewhere on this street because you're better at navigating than I am. <laughs> you're trapped. I played this. All, I played. All, I played I was this game say, a lot, Ron. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, I'm wishing that Tipa had. My mother also had Alzheimer's, and there was a. T- we took her out of the assisted living for the first time, which was great. She got in the car. We had a nice dinner. She was not going back. An hour and a half to get out of the car and into the front door. Where were you, Tipa? I'm so sorry. I was in another state with another person doing another thing, I guess. You could have used my opinion, huh? Yeah, I could. Any any story you could have come up with at that point would have been so much better than whatever it was we did. Yeah. I mean, the one thing... Yeah, the one thing you don't want to do is actually pick them up and carry them in. Oh, no, not if you want to take them out again, because uh, that's <laughs> right. the emotional thing people will remember is you forced me to go in there. You put me back in jail. Um, that idea of losing control. So ooh, one of those things, it's like I might actually just start music and start dancing next to the car and then hold my hand out and say, oh, dance with me. Instead of, I need to get you in there, I need you to get out of this car. Instead, I'd have somebody maybe dance a little bit with me if that's something that might attract her attention. Um, it's really thinking out of the box. And that's hard for carers when they're stressed or distressed. But it's so vital to be able to take a step back and find a friend and say, I think I need help. But that speaks to the toolbox, right? That speaks to having more than one thing that you can pull out at any given time to help fix the situation. That idea of choices is not just for the person living with, it's also for those of us trying to provide support and care. Have we got some choices? Speaking of choices, is there a website people can go to uh, to learn TIPA's best tips? There is. We we have several different options, but the easiest is to go to tipasnow.com and uh, indicate what group you're in. Are you a person living with dementia? Are you a carer? Are you a professional? Are you an organization? And after that, then there's plenty of free stuff we have on there. We have a YouTube channel, TikTok, all kinds of interesting ways to get data and information in. Now, is that that, are you dancing on the TikTok beside the car? (laughs) On occasion, (laughs) it, it does have that. It has lots of other things too. I get in a lot of trouble on TikTok and people need to help me. Well, we've got about a minute left, and uh, before we let you go, uh, for, for, for the caregiver who is new to mm-hmm. caregiving, and, and every day someone's new to caregiving, uh, how do you begin to embrace this positive approach? Yeah, so I start with how are things going? Thumbs up, thumbs neutral, thumbs down. And then I'll say, 
ah, so whatever they tell me. So Carol, pick a pick a direction of your thumb. Thumbs up, thumbs neutral, thumbs down. How you doing? Ah, thumbs up. Good. Tell me two things that have gone well today. Because well, by we reviewing talk to it, you, that's good. Well, there you go. That's a cool one. We did get to have a great conversation. That's right. And lunch was good. I had a good and lunch, lunch was good. Good. What's the one thing you wish were a little different in the work you do? More time. More time. Yeah, I wish I could give you that. What's something that we could actually do something about? <laughs> <laughs> so the idea of how are you doing and actually having somebody to check in with as a carer and then have that person say, what are two things that went okay or well today? And what's one you wish were different? So we have a recognition of what is going okay or well, and what's some focus where if you want to change, let's do it. I like that. I had one of Carol's uh, caregiver SOS people say to me, this is several years ago, uh, she said to us, somebody new to caregiving, just looked at her and said, how are you doing? And the woman burst into tears and said, nobody ever asks me that. That's the truth. It yeah, was perfect. Tipa Snow, so we got to stop you right here. TipaSnow.com, where you can learn a whole lot more. For Carol Zerniel, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us today on Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Let's see, you've uh, applied for our open position for account representative? Yeah, that's the one. Great. I see you went to UC Berkeley? It was really awesome. We had several sit-ins to protest oppressive capitalism. Oh, and uh, how about your skills for this position? Oh, yes. I know all about how to spot microaggressions and root out privilege. Uh, we don't really do that here. We do accounting and finance consulting. Do you have any safe spaces? Safe spaces? Yes, where people can go to get away from the colonialist mentality. As long as there's a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy, we'll be fine. <sighs> Life's too short to waste your time on bad hires. I'm Andrew Krapichetz, the CEO and founder of RedBalloon.Work. Every week, tens of thousands of reliable, career-minded job seekers visit RedBalloon.Work Without all that woke nonsense, post your open jobs at redballoon.work. And if you put in promo code SALEM, you'll receive 10% off your first month's job postings.